0: you wondered about living elsewhere after you retire? Well, we have almost daily. As you know, it is not an overnight decision. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about places to consider living in during your retirement. Hey, guess what, folks? I retired.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: This July 2021. I'm so sorry, Gene. I wish you could join me in the freedom, but you have a few more years for that pension.
1: I don't think you're that sorry.
0: I am. Can't you tell? We embarked on searching for a new place to move for our retirement. We made a trip to Winter Park, Florida in February of 2020, came home and said, "Mm, maybe not for us. As we were planning for the next trip, the pandemic arrived. Jean then came up with this brilliant idea of doing a podcast. To find out what others are doing, with so many baby boomers retiring, many must be relocating. So why not connect with them and pick their brains? Here's a little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney turned podcaster. Oh man, I'm getting dizzy.
1: (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs)
0: Thanks. I recently retired from my job practicing higher education law within a university. No more students, faculty or staff. Whoa, this is going to be great. I love the college environment, but what do I honestly love even more? Hmm, Sleeping in, Not setting an alarm? Staying up all hours? Binging crime drama? And silly romantic comedies? Developing the podcast? Volunteering? Okay, let me stop. More to come, people. More to come. Jane,
1: I'm not Asian. And as Gil mentioned, I'm not retired. I'm just plain tired. (laughs) I'm sorry. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I've always wanted to leave. We've lived in Brooklyn, New York for many years and have been thinking about our future home. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job, but we're retired by the time we select our ideal location.
0: Mm, Don't know about that.
1: (laughs) We've been speaking to folks from all around the country and world who have moved to their dream venues and more. So please stay tuned. And remember, if you know anyone who has moved anywhere for retirement, let us know.
0: Hi there. Today we chat with Devika Rani and Iggy Ignatius. Iggy is chairman and founder of Shanti Nikitan Retirement Communities, which is located in Tavares, Florida. Shanti Nikitan provides homes for the 55-plus crowd of active adults in niche markets, especially to immigrants from the Indian subcontinent. Tavares is located about 38 miles north of Orlando with a population of about 19,000 as of 2019. For context, for those of you familiar with The Villages, a long-standing retirement community also in Florida, Shante Nikitan lies about 25 miles south of The Villages. So let's hear a bit about our guest. Gene?
1: Iggy was born in Chennai, formerly known as Madras, in the state of Tamil Nadu in southern India. Chennai is known as the Detroit of India as all major automobile manufacturers are located there. It was also there that the British started their East India Company more than 200 years ago before they ruled India. Iggy attended elementary school in Bombay, which is now Mumbai. He studied engineering in college at Birla Institute of Technology and Science in Pilani, India, one of the leading universities collaborating with MIT. Then, he came to the U.S. and received an MBA from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign with a major in marketing. Iggy began his career working for a private consulting company, and thereafter, he primarily consulted for American Express, Citibank, General Motors, and Centex Homes. In 2008, Iggy founded Shante Nikitan and is currently developing its third phase, He and his wife built a home across the street from the development and are living there. His interests include gardening, making YouTube videos, and filmmaking. Iggy says he is a spiritual minimalist and believes in giving back to the community in terms of money and time.
0: Rani, who's given me permission to call her Rani instead of Devika Rani Ignatius, (laughs) was, was born and raised in Coimbatore, Tamil Nadu, in southern India. The city is known as the Manchester of India as it's known for its textile industry. She completed a Bachelor of Science in Zoology in Avinashil Lingam Home Science College in Coimbatore and received a medical technology degree from Kankakee Community College in Kankakee, Illinois. Jean, we really have to work on our vowels and phonetics. Oh, yeah. All right. This is a real test today. Ronnie came to (laughs) Ronnie came to the United States as soon as she married, stayed home for a while to raise her children, then worked as a medical technologist in Danville, Illinois. After she and Iggy married, she left her job and moved to Florida, where she is assisting Iggy with the development, administrative, and other responsibilities. Her interests include gardening, music, dancing, shopping, and exercising. Wow. Someone who has finally admitted to shopping as a hobby. Good for you because I feel the same, but I never tell people, but now I don't buy as much. I just look a lot together. The couple have five children and six grandchildren. So Iggy and Ronnie, welcome to retire there. We are so honored to have you on our podcast. Jean and I appreciate your time as we know how busy your schedule is. We have watched you on YouTube and listened to your segment on NPR's All Things Considered, which was fascinating and so good. So we have a lot of questions, but let's just start with how did you come to build this retirement community in Florida?
2: Thank you, Gil and Jean. Thank you for having us on the show. Uh, This in year 2004, when my first wife was alive still, we were living in Lansing, Michigan. So our two daughters had got married and only our son was in the final year of college there in Michigan State. And we were sitting in our patio backyard on the deck having a cup of tea. And we were talking to each other. Now, what now with our lives ahead? You know, we are literally going to be empty nesters. What do we do next in our life? Is this going to be our lifestyle, just living here, you and me alone? (laughs) We said no. Both of us uh, came from very deep Catholic families, and our parents had instilled the missionary spirit within us. We said we always wanted to do social work, give back to the community. And we were wondering what to do. And just then I saw an Indian newspaper article. The title was a home for retired Indian seniors. Mm. And I got very excited and I said, this is the place we have to go live. And then from there we can do our social work. So I tried, I contacted the person who organized the conference in Los Angeles. And I said, where is this place we want to go? he started laughing and he said no there is nothing like that mm-hmm. this was a conference to discuss the need and i come from a background of developers in my family in india and i said you know it doesn't sound too complicated building houses cannot be complicated so do you think if i build a community for indian retirees there would be takers he said oh people would die for it so Uh, Shanti, my first wife, incidentally, her name is also Shanti. So we two decided to go on a cross-country road trip. And I had advertised in the Indian newspaper that we are going around the country to assess the need for such a community. So we stopped at uh, many people, many people responded from all the various cities where Indians are living. I used to meet in people's homes. They were kind enough to even let us stay with them. And they would invite five, friends in their house the next morning. And uh, typically, this was on weekends. And we would give, we would tell them what we planned to do. And so I would just give a dummy plan. Originally, I started off with a high rise building with apartments on top and the clubhouse at the bottom, a typical condominium complex. People started throwing stones at the idea. They said, we all live in independent homes and we don't want to move into a New York style apartment. Mm-hmm. We don't want to live in a pigeon hole. We want to be able to step outside the house and smell the roses. Mm-hmm. Immediately, you know, my, I, I, my, the whole uh, travel process was like uh, making a sculpture. People slowly chipped, wa- chipped off of my idea what was not needed. So, like that, we went, we went twice actually cross-country, and I had met hundreds of people. And when I came back, I knew, yes, there is a market for this. People were waiting for something like this. Uh, and the main reason was you cannot get pure vegetarian food anywhere unless you go in search of a restaurant in a big Mm -hmm. city. Because the Indian, uh, the Hindus, you know, that's the majority, they are such strict vegetarians that they would not eat anywhere even if they cooked eggs, you know. So that is how I slowly formulated the whole idea. And then we decided, okay, let's go to Orlando. And the reason for Orlando was one was definitely the weather. And the second thing was Disney, not that we wanted to go to Disney. So everybody said, you know, if we were near Orlando, our children who would otherwise not come to see us more would bring their children, our grandchildren to Disney Uh, and we would get to see them. (laughs) There was a vested interest in selecting Orlando.
0: Okay. Now I also heard you on NPR mention that, there are many people who wish to retire in their homeland, but because of this inability then, because they built families and raised their children in the United States, that they felt being back home in their homeland would be too far a trek. Can you talk about that?
2: Yes, yes. See, you have to see the history of Indians migrating to the United States. The majority of us migrated in the 60s and 70s, okay? Most of us who migrated at that time, including myself, were professionals. They were doctors, engineers, accountants, professors. We all, when we came to the U.S. at that time, we told ourselves, we are going there to make money. We would go there, make money, work for five years or maybe 10 years, and then we would return home. That is how every Indian comes to the United States.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But then what happens is after that, most of us go back to India to uh, find a girl. You know, mm-hmm. It's a concept of arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go there, marry the woman, and we bring her back here. Mm-hmm. And already we are here for three to five years. And then we say, hey, my wife has just come. Let me give her some enjoyment of this materialism a little bit. <laughs> and, then, and then children come. Mm-hmm. And once children come, you want to give them another 5-10 years of this materialistic life. Because at that age, materialism is everything you can think about. And then the children are grown to an age, and the wife is also so rooted. They said, we don't want to come to India. If you want, you go.
3: Mm-hmm. Ah.
2: So the concept of going back to India got shattered for majority. Mm. There were a few brave souls who went to India to try it out. Because our dream about India was the time we left it. Mm -hmm. We had friends around, we had family and all those things. And every time we went on a holiday, annual holiday or every two years, we were treated like royalty, you know. Mm. Everybody would invite us for a dinner at their house and uh, they would come and see us. And we thought, wow, this is utopia. This is where <laughs> i retire. Of course. But, but the hard part is after you're 60 or 70, you go back to India where the life expectancy is much lower. Mm. Half your friends have gone. So then what happens, the remaining half, is embroiled in their own grandchildren life and family life and all the problems. Half of them are sick. They mm-hmm. can't even go out. So, the, and then the, uh, you're not treated as a royalty anymore when you go to live there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You're just one of them. Mm-hmm. That kind of uh, people said, no, no, no. And above all this, the grandchildren and their children so are in the United States and the heart is here. In the Indian culture, Hindu culture rather, you know, the bodies after death are cremated and the child, mostly the boys, if there are boys, if there are no boys, the girl has to light the funeral fire. They oh. believe their soul will go to heaven only if the child lights the funeral pyre.
0: Oh, that's wow. In that's so,
2: so that's interesting. A religious uh, belief. Okay. So they say, now, if we are here in India and I die, I'm not sure if my children can come. And the COVID now has exasperated. Oh, that oh yeah. <laughs> so they said, no, 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 no. I have to go live there. Because their dream was shattered about India. Friends sure. are not there. Half of them are gone. We are not treated as royalty. And India is not like before. You know, you cannot yeah. have five mm-hmm. maids and servants anymore because wow. they are also expensive. Mm-hmm. So people came back. So the only way was for somebody at that time to create a piece of India within the United States, Oh, this which is, is what is Shantini Ketan.
0: That's just such a wonderful, wonderful story. So Iggy, I know that you are now married to Rani. Um, how did that develop?
2: Uh, okay, when we built shanti Niketan, Sh- Rani, I mean shanti and myself, I wanted we, we wanted to live there because Shanti was uh, uh, what do you call not a street smart person. <laughs> you know and' uh,
4: She's a beautiful yeah. and I always
2: believed I will die first. So we moved I wanted her uh, us to live there because after I died, she would be surrounded by people of her own kind who will hopefully not take her for a ride with finances and things like that.
0: Ah, I
3: see.
2: So we built the first phase and 2010, it was nearing completion. Unfortunately, in November of 2010, she developed leukemia. Oh, so sorry. Yeah. And uh, we had to go to Tampa uh, literally three, four times a week to the Moffitt Cancer Institute. My son was actually working near Tampa for Atheon at that time. So we went and uh, the doctor said, this is going to be really a very involved treatment. So they even had an apartment complex across the hospital that they gave us free, that we could stay there so that we can just walk across Because she literally had to go through blood transfusion every day, almost. Mm -hmm. So I I moved with her. We moved to that apartment. And my son moved. uh, He left his job and he came back and he said, I'll manage the business now.
0: Oh, wonderful. Ah.
2: Yes. So he used to run the business weekdays. And on Friday evening, he would drive that one and a half hours to Moffitt. And then we will stay there overnight, all of us. And the next morning, I would leave and come to Shantiniketan. Because Saturday, Sundays was the main time that potential buyers visited. I see. And I wanted to be talking to them and all those things. Mm -hmm. That's how we spent the whole year.
3: Wow.
2: But unfortunately, in spite of a bone marrow transplant, which really did not succeed, she passed away. In December, uh, on December seventeenth of two thousand and eleven. Uh, now I have to tell you about December seventeenth. My daughter-in-law, who's you know married to my third son, he's the only son, who's from Malaysia. She was born on December seventeenth.
3: Wow!
2: Oh, wow. So I tell everybody wow. the one lady of the house passed away. But we got another lady oh. no. into the family on this, born on that day. It's like a
3: travel day. So
2: yeah. that's, wow, that's how, a lot. That's how she, uh, with Shanti the chapter. And then people told me, you know what, you came here for Shanti because you will die first.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But she was actually with you to see this is completed so that you can live there and you will be fed every day. So <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: okay I know it okay. sounds very poetic you
0: know? no it is it's beautiful I think it's beautiful yeah, and, and then and our condolences yeah. in
2: 2013 uh, many of my friends and my spiritual guru they said in the line of business that I am I will be respected more if I'm married than if I'm single
0: Oh, I don't okay. know why they said that?
2: Maybe woman <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: to yeah. Okay. Now we're going to hear what Ronnie thinks about all that. Okay. <laughs> Ronnie, talk to us about your background because we know that Iggy is also your second husband, right?
4: Yes. Yes. You know, well, first of all, I just wanted to thank you for inviting us uh-huh. in your thank program. You. We'll you. be very happy to be with you and then uh, talking to you and all. My background and everything is not uh, as exciting as my husband. No, <laughs> no, that's not true. Ball. That's not true. But I'm, very ha- I'm a very happy and then fun person. I was married when he was 22. At the time, he came to very good life and all. And then, you know, the things all changes every day Like life. That's what happened with my late husband. And then he got sick and passed away in 2001. Afterwards, this is a time of life for me. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit of struggling because uh, I was diagnosed with the breast cancer as oh, soon goodness. as my husband passed so away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, somehow I got over of it. I came out fine. I thank oh, God great. for thank, Thanking God for every day. So everything was going well, back to kind of normal in a way. My friends and then uh, my relatives asked. Why are you still staying single? Everything is okay. Find some partner. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, I'll talk to my I have two boys uh, that I'm 17 and 19.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I kind of get their opinion to what do you think about mom is getting married. I think it's a little bit easier with the boys than having the girl daughters about these kind of questions. They said, "No problem, mom. Whatever <laughs> makes you happy, go for it." Yeah. I said, "Okay, that's great. Thank you. Uh, I'm not worried much about asking my parents, uh, parents and family permission back home in India. Mm-hmm. Um, they wouldn't mind as long as I'm happy. They are happy too. So in the meantime." And then Iggy and myself, we have a common friends in Chicago area. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow they got a, some kind of function was going on. And then uh, our friends, they both know we both are singles. So they try to match up. Uh. <laughs> That's the way we kind of click. Looking at the, my husband, you know, uh. that face <laughs> and the smart, uh. cute smile. Yes, he's he can, adorable. Spiritual. <laughs> Iggy is a spiritual That's kind of attracts me, too, you know? Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So that's the way we kind of click. Yes. So that, that's the way we are connected, and then we are happy together. And then we really fortunate to have each other.
0: Yeah, so, you know, tragedy brings together the love, and I think it's wonderful that the two of you found yeah. each other. So now you have a big family. And and six grandchildren?
4: Yeah, six grandchildren,
0: six grandchildren. <laughs> uh, I know it's like all together. All right. Let me figure that out. Oh, OK. OK. Very nice. All right. Let's talk about. So we know that you've established this community. Can you tell us what Shanti uh, Niketan? I think we're going to call it for the purposes of the show. Since I mangle the word, I'm going to say shante, Shanti community. That's what I'm going to say <laughs> just for the show. So Iggy, can you tell us what does the shanti community offer um, in terms of health care and in terms of you know cost of living?
2: when I started shanti Niketan in two thousand and eight uh, after research, I being a minimalist and a spiritualist, I did not want to cater to people's vanities. I did not want to cater to people's wants. I said. I come from a very humble background and I will cater to the middle class and I took the yardstick as the average social security amount in the United States.
0: Oh, and Which is what? I, I guess at the time.
2: 1, it was about 1,300 at that time. Okay. Wow. And I said, I will create a facility where A couple can live after having bought the home, as I assumed most of the people have their home they come from and they buy a home here, but they would be able to live there under one person social security income, Mm. which will include food for two people, all three meals, coffee, tea, the condo dues, the property taxes and utilities. That would be the basic retirement need for anybody. Okay. And when I started the facility before, you know, when I was marketing it, I used to tell them it will cost you $800 to live here for a couple. Nobody believed me. They said you cannot do it.
0: $800 a month
2: to, for two a people? A month for two people. Okay. Okay. And when they actually started, I thought all the poor people, the middle-class people will come. But to my surprise, everybody who came was a millionaire, multi-millionaire. (laughs) 50% of them are retired physicians, you know, professors, accountants, uh, engineers, everything. And I said, oh my God, I'm attracting this particular, I didn't expect this crowd to come. I said, millionaires, (laughs) they won't come here. This is meant for the guy who's going to retire on social security and his house their okay. house but then the mix of people who came was totally different which is fine
3: yes you know
2: and in fact uh, the competition has already started like two three years before and some people wanted large homes you know because everybody comes from a four five thousand square foot home mm-hmm. because of their background and they wanted big single family homes with a yard and backyard garden everything. And I refrained from saying that because in my heart, I felt that was vanity. That was a want. It's yeah. not a need in retirement. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting. You started the project in 2008. And, and that's just around the time when the stock market crashed. But you were selling two-bedroom condos for 130000 And you said across the street, there are four-bedroom single-family homes for 100000 yeah, you sold out quickly, right? How did that work? Yes,
2: yes. that was the story by itself, yes. And, and were you amazed? Were you shocked? Yeah, what happened was in 2008, January, I had entered into contract for the land and I had lined up about 11 investors who gave me 100,000 each. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of them. They just saw the passion in me for doing this. And they were people who believed that such a community is needed for the Indians here. Okay. So they said, and they were all multimillionaires, 100,000 was peanuts for them. They said, I am going to back this project.
0: So these investors are not necessarily Indian. No,
2: they were all Indians.
0: Oh, they were all Indian. Okay.
2: Yes. Okay. Uh, because only they believed the need was there. Okay. They put the money because these were the buyers also, ultimately.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: They wanted to also come and live there themselves. Oh, okay. They were already retired people. So I got that. Anyway, we contracted in, in uh, January, got the approvals. And on August 15th, after all the approvals we had gotten from the city, uh, we uh, took title to the property at that time. Mm-hmm. And we started the site work.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: And meanwhile, during this period, I had marketed it by advertising in the Indian newspapers and the Indian television. And I had almost sold out the entire 54 units by receiving a thousand dollar token investment. Mm
1: -hmm. Very affordable. I did
2: not cash, I just held it because (laughs) real estate laws are very strict. Okay. So what happened was in uh, when i started the work and right around the corner by end of september we had this major crash
1: yeah and oh yeah
2: you won't believe every one of those buyers who promised to buy they called me and they said iggy our retirement plans have changed we have lost our entire ira and 401k <laughs>
3: and
2: our retirement has been pushed by another 5 to 10 years. Oh my. So the least we can think about now is retirement. Sure. So we are not buying and better yet return our $1000 back. <gasps> Literally everybody took it back.
3: Wow. Wow.
2: And I didn't have any money at that. I didn't know what to do. And people said, "You know what? Your plan is so great. People are afraid to give you money now. But if you could build a model, a sample, then people would buy. They wouldn't worry. So I went and I uh, borrowed from my friends. Uh, I had to borrow at that time. I think four hundred thousand dollars.
0: Whoa!
2: Yeah. <laughs> I borrowed. I think you have friends. Money. People, people believed me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, on that point, till today, I have not borrowed a single penny from the bank for the three hundred homes I've built.
1: Wow. That's because amazing.
2: I do not believe in borrowing, you know. I mm-hmm. don't have a credit card, like things like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we built, we used 400000 to build it. And my revenue was like 800000 There were nine condos.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: So as soon as I built the, it was built in wings, in a hub and spoke model, with a clubhouse in the middle, mm-hmm. and all the wings of the condos radiating away from it i see so nobody has to walk more than the distance of one wing to the clubhouse oh so i wow. built one wing of nine condos and when people came and saw that they gave me money on one hand and took title they were not worried because they knew they have their house and the, the land where i'm going to develop the thing now because we attracted people who were already retired and millionaires Everybody did not risk all their money in the mm-hmm. stock market. So everybody did not lose. So there were sufficient people who wanted this uh, kind of a place. And, you know, because of that vegetarianism, mainly number one, and the social composition, gotcha. yeah. they cannot get this anywhere. Everybody, I literally sold out quickly, you know, because mm-hmm. they... Uh, just like what happened during COVID, in 2008 and nine, people didn't know if the economy was going to ever recover, or is this mm-hmm. the beginning of the downfall of America? You know, all of us. I'm yeah. sure you've been through that. Mm-hmm. We all were not sure. Just like COVID, when it started, I thought this was the beginning of the end.
0: Right.
2: And that's what everybody thought in 2008 so that actually pushed people to buy Shanti into shanti niketan even more because they didn't know how long they will live and they got the money might as well that's how the 2008 uh, you know to your question Gene, is how i faced it and that was actually a blessing for us i would
0: say so i have two questions one is is the community open to everyone meaning non-Indians? And two, are the units comprised mostly of millionaires? And what happened to the social aspect? Do we have a mix of people there?
2: Number one, the community is open to everybody because there is a law called FHA, Fair Housing Act. Yes, And if we discriminated in selling, we could go to jail. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We never say this is an Indian community. Okay. We gotcha. only say it's a 55 plus community, but it offers Indian food and Indian the temple and things, just like Indian restaurants or Chinese restaurants.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They serve Chinese food, but they cannot say only Chinese can come. Sure. Sure. So just like that, in our community, we have Indian food. We have a temple where they pray and all all that is okay, but it's open to anybody. But because of the infrastructure we need to offer all these facilities, like we need a commercial kitchen and a big dining hall, a banquet hall, and a lot of activity rooms, our prices typically are 10 to 20% more than homes of similar size across the street. Okay so uh, 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 people are non indian or even indians who don't want the what we offer the services why would they pay the premium to come here sure so that kind of made it a 100% indian crowd
1: so what's the cost per year what's the fee that they pay per year
2: okay now from that 800 dollars i told you yes and uh, you know you were, uh, yeah, yeah gil you were asking me about what happened to that vision and all of the common man. Although the millionaires came and bought it, because I think I don't know, unfortunately or fortunately, all Indians seem to be millionaires. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they don't hard <laughs> for it to become <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: any, so you know, the only millionaires are there to buy it. You know,
0: you know, I went to engineering school and there were quite a few uh quite a few Indian male Indians in my class. You know, I should have looked after them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm so glad I found my gene.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, back to Jean, your question: What it costs today? It costs about twelve to thirteen hundred dollars a couple for the food, uh, utilities, condo fees, and property taxes. And the properties now cost. The property sizes have gone up a little bit to 1,200 square feet from the original 1,000 square feet. And today it costs, we sell it at 250,000. Oh, wow. And all the previous properties that we sold at 125, 130, 160 mm-hmm. are now also at the same price. They sell at the same price that our prices are: okay. 150,000. So there's an appreciation. Things have doubled in value.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. oh you didn't finish the part about the common man you were just about to talk about that
2: yeah so the common man my my charter was a couple can live here under one person' social security income which is 1560 today one average and in most cases two people get that
3: Okay. Okay,
2: so, okay. But you know, they today they spend only twelve to thirteen hundred dollars. Okay. It's still very much under one percent social
0: security. Right. And they have enough to purchase or make a down payment on the 250k, it would seem no, that's nobody
2: not... takes a mortgage, it's all hundred percent cash. Okay. Wow. Wow. because most of the people come from a multi-million dollar property. Yeah. Most of them in the snow belt own maybe half a million or a million or a two million dollar house typically what they do is they they take a home equity line loan and they pay cash to buy this because I also advise them you know this is your retirement home possibly possibly the last home you will live in your life mm-hmm. do not take a mortgage and risk anything because everybody can re- remember 2008. Mm -hmm. I said, please, please. I said, even if they want a mortgage, I tell them, please don't do it. Because Mm -hmm. I don't want to see any of my residents lose everything in the stock market.
0: Yes. Good point. Excellent point.
2: So that is how they buy their home. And usually after five years, they are convinced that this is the place they should live. They put their house on sale, their own home, Uh... pay off that home equity, and then they move here.
1: Okay. Oh wow, that works and, out well. And for the twelve or thirteen hundred dollars, what do they get? So they get, you get food. Do you get three meals a day? How does that work?
2: Yes, they get. Uh, we used to give breakfast, but not anymore mm-hmm. because the uh, women uh, they don't want to come out without dressing up. Okay. <laughs> so like, it sounds so like that a happens Only by lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these are all housewives. They I are mean, retired, so they sleep late. They wake up late. And so for, uh, they make a cup of tea and a slice of bread at home for breakfast. It's only the single men, about four or five of them, used to come every day <laughs> to eat breakfast.
1: That's too bad, because I love Southern Indian breakfast. We, we go to this place. Dosa and Sa-
2: Idli. You like Dosa and Idli?
1: Yeah, dosing dosan. Dosa, on, yeah. Uh, we go to this place, Sarabhan. No, for me, it's with the Dosa. <laughs> in, 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 the, in Manhattan? Oh, the big, oh my God.
0: The big Dosa it, in it's this delicious. famous...
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this
0: uh, Saravan. It's Saravan a- Abavan, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, so
1: yes. That's the good, place.
2: Good. I used to give breakfast, but now people said don't give breakfast because everybody doesn't eat. So we just give coffee and tea there in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Anybody can come 24-7, have it. And we serve hot-cooked lunch and hot-cooked dinner. Mm-hmm. So really two full meals a day mm-hmm. and uh, for all seven days a week. And, you know, the menu is dictated by the residents. So once a year, we have a survey. People, uh, all the food we have been serving, and then we add some new suggestions. And they rank it one through 10. So anything that is a below of a five, we do not cook anymore.
3: Wow. Oh, wow.
2: And so between great. five and 10, like, for example, dosa. Dosa is always a 10.
4: It's a hot item.
2: Everybody loves dosa.
1: Yeah, what's so not that the like?
2: Every week, <laughs> one day would be dosa. So <laughs> if it got a 10 or a 9, it would be practically present in the menu once a week. If it was 8 or a 7, it would be once in two weeks. If it was a 5 or a 6, it would be once a month. Oh, so wow. we make for 28 days, four weeks. It automatically repeats it after every twenty-eight
1: days. Oh, oh wow. so
0: no one gets bored. And Very let me ask smart. you,
1: do, do you two eat there ever? Do you eat yes, there? Yes,
2: we always eat there. In fact, I always joke. You know, they said, How did you attract such a pretty woman? <laughs> so So I told all I had to tell her was, if you married me, you never have to cook in your
4: life. <laughs> Really for, for
2: me? Otherwise, you think such a pretty woman would marry me?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're a very fortunate, man, Iggy. <laughs> very fortunate. <laughs> now.
4: By the way, the Iggy himself a very excellent cook. Yeah. Is he? he loves cook. Cooking, excellent. Yes. Oh wow!
0: Wow! 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 That's is that so, unlike the Indian man?
2: Oh yes. In fact, yeah. This is a story I have to tell you. Uh, typically the couples come to buy into shantiniketan and i'm talking with them and the woman will look at me and he say you know why i want to buy here this man doesn't know how to make a cup of tea <laughs> and if we move here and if i die first at least this man will be fed like in oh my goodness oh my god and the man will it'll be the man's turn to talk. He says, you know, Iggy, why we want to come here? Because this woman knows nothing, refuses to learn. She cannot even balance the checkbook.
4: They're <laughs> both so, stories. Then. <laughs> so be,
2: I, I, if I die, I will be happy that she lives in a community where she's taken well care of by people of the same culture, religion, sure. language and she will not be taken for a ride that was very very important for people who come here
0: but you also must have female professionals i mean Ronnie's a medical technologist and there are female indian lawyers i know quite a few and engineers plenty of doctors i mean yes. i'm sure they know how to yes. how to budget a doctors. checkbook As i Egypt. told you we
2: have doctors mm-hmm. we have a uh, Psychi-
4: psychiatrist yes
2: Ah. In fact, uh, there seem to be a lot more Indian psychiatrists. And I used really? to joke around saying, I'm going to rename this as the nut house.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Do- that that fits with me. I think I may have to move in. All right.
1: <laughs> but what, so, so for the money also, what do you, what else do you get? This clubhouse, is there a pool? Okay,
0: yeah. Uh, the clubhouse,
1: yeah. there
2: is a prayer room. We call it a prayer room. Uh-huh. Uh, where, of course, 100% of the residents are Hindus. Ah. So they keep their statues. They do every evening. There is something called bhajans. Bhajans are nothing but hymns. Oh, Hindu hymns mm-hmm. and aarti. Aarti is the one where they keep ringing the bell with one hand and they put the fire thing, the incense or something, in the other hand around each statue. Mm-hmm. So every evening at 6.30 to 7 is that so usually people come in for that finish that and then they sit for dinner so this, uh-huh. then we have various activities the people people do residents organize it we don't get involved like somebody knows music somebody knows dancing somebody knows how to play bridge they collect the interested people and they have different clubs the yoga is a big thing meditation. yoga meditation uh-huh and uh, so much so in the early days one of the children who was a doctor herself visiting us she came to me and said Iggy, i have a complaint i said what she said you know before shanti niketan my mom was sitting by the phone always waiting for my call <laughs> and if i was late by 10 minutes she would say what happened why didn't you call me okay? and she says now when i call her she says, oh, you know, baby, I have, I have to go for this uh, I'm yoga. Busy. I'm busy, i
4: calling you later.
2: busy, <laughs> can I talk to you later? So the doctor said, I have this complaint to make. You've made these people not wait for our calls anymore. <laughs> they have so much activity, you know.
4: Well, I have to tell so you. This is what
2: they get overall. And uh, by a design, people who talk their own language, eat their same food. I always say it is like talking about... Uh, you know, we can sit and talk about, uh, in, in American, maybe Nixon. Retirees can sit and talk about Nixon, but our children will not know who Nixon was. Yeah. So our conversation goes to our prime time in life. And we all can relate to it. I think that is what uh, is, gives a lot of peace in retirement. You're surrounded by people who can talk at your wavelength.
0: Interesting. And they're coming from all over the country or even the world. Um, but yeah, but I'll tell you, this place sounds amazing. And I think Julia Roberts would love it in her film, Eat, Pray, Love, you know. <laughs> and she was very much accepted. I bet you after this episode, you're going to have a lot of um, other than Hindu people coming to the. Uh, so you, you better get ready for that diversification. Yeah, it's,
2: it's in int- fact, there was a movie made, English movie. Uh, based in India, where they converted one of the old palaces into a retirement community for expats. What was the movie called? Oh, wow. It was a flower name, like daffodils or some flower. Fox, who produced the film, invited all Shantiniketan people and gave us a free show, a preview show of that movie. Wow. That after, like, wow. It
1: wow.
3: Oh, it's
0: at Marigold Hotel. Pardon? The Marigold oh, Hotel. Yeah. Marigold Hotel. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. And, they yes. Walked, yeah. used it, and
2: they gave a special invitation to that, that came with
0: uh, one and two. Oh,
1: two parts. Two parts uh, oh,
0: see? see? All American
1: uh, expats yeah. there.
0: Yeah. Nice okay. Yeah. Nice. So mm-hmm.
1: do, do you have a theater there in the
2: community? Uh, in the community, our clubhouse doubles up as socializing oh. and uh, movie theater, dining hall, uh, in fact, we have programs once a month. We have a music program, karaoke. In fact, I am a musician, my singer myself. Oh, and wow. I teach uh, people there to sing. A lot of people have their lifelong ambition to sing. And they've never <laughs> sung before. So I bring them all. I teach, <laughs> we have a class every Tuesday and Thursday. I teach them how to sing. And we give a performance once a month.
0: Oh, wow. I, I saw you on YouTube singing. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> and, and the <laughs> movies,
1: the movies show. They mostly.
4: Once a month, we have a super Saturday. Uh, pretty much if anybody wants to do anything, so, uh, come to the stage and they can do whatever they want to do. They don't feel bad. Hey, oh, I'm wow. Or anything <laughs> Uh, just to open their mouth and do something it's you know?
2: the it's the equivalent of children's uh, parents day in schools <laughs> parents would come <laughs> and children would show their talent yes here is in rewards. the yeah. parents would mm-hmm. show their talents to the youngsters who will all be invited on that day
3: it's like- uh, <laughs> okay okay that's funny okay. And,
1: and the um what was i going to say the movies do you mostly show bollywood movies or are they american movies
2: Okay, now the movies have stopped playing in the clubhouse because, you know, Indians, one of their favorite pastimes is to watch TV programs, serials.
1: Ah.
2: Okay, there are about five or 10 Indian channels that you can receive through Dish TV. Mm -hmm. So everybody is so hooked up for the whole night like from 6 in the evening till 10 in the night. It's like we all were hooked on Dallas those days. Yes, yes. But this is the everyday cereal that goes on. Uh In fact, people will not want to eat dinner. Everybody said, please pack my food and give up. My cereal is going on. I came in between the
4: commercial to pick up my food. I think because of the pandemic, that's what has happened by the last few years. This is what's happening. But Indians like, this scene, retirement,
2: what Indians do is different from what others do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They like to sit and gossip. <laughs> they're, always, they're always worried about what's happening to others.
3: Oh.
2: <laughs> and un- unfortunately, you know, I don't want to say this, she might beat me. The women are more into that gossip. Oh. Men are into large, men are into the larger gossip. As to whether Republicans are
0: better or Democrats are better. The larger <laughs> gossip that is so interesting. It's all right. Gossip
2: is different from female.
0: All right, Aggie, you got to stop the chauvinism. <laughs> okay, okay, all this stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right, Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie, you got to you got to teach him, man. But
1: the, but the point, but the point is, even though there are all these amenities there, people like being there because there are other Indians there. Yes. As they get older, In, right?
2: Yeah. See not everybody eats in the food club it's an optional thing mm-hmm. because india is uh, i don't know if you know india really has 250 dialects languages yeah yeah oh, yeah and yeah. there are about 24 states and each state speaks a different language <laughs> oh, in fact the majority of the people here we can talk to each other only in english It's a language that brings, I would say, 60% of the people together because of Bollywood movies. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: But the remaining 40% wouldn't know Hindi, That she doesn't know any Hindi. I know a bit of Hindi because I studied in the northern India. But we, among Indians, we can only speak in English. Mm, We cannot understand in our own languages.
0: Okay. All right. Let's move to healthcare. Talk about that for the community.
2: Okay. Uh, Very clearly, we are not a healthcare facility. We are not, we are only an active adult community. Right, right. Healthcare, there are different aspects of healthcare. Uh, There is something called assisted living facility. There is nursing homes, uh, dementia homes, and finally the hospice. Mm -hmm. And all these things are heavily regulated by the state. Right. You have to have a licensed person to even run it. Uh,
0: in Tavares in general, how is the, when people move to Ketan, where do they get healthcare and how is that, is that easily accessible?
2: Okay. Yes. See, almost, I would say almost everybody is on Medicare, including ourselves. So every, and then, The Central Florida is the geriatric capital of US. (laughs) So, yeah, it is. It (laughs) is known as the geriatric capital. So So you have the best doctors in every specialization here.
0: Yes, because Tavares is in uh, the center. In fact, it's
2: very difficult for a doctor from another state to move to Florida unless they already have their license. Okay, because it's state regulated. And so everybody, we have doctors within 5, 10 miles radius. We have doctors of all specialties, hospitals, you know, with all specialties. So healthcare is very easy. It's very easy. And Mm -hmm. then, although 50% of the residents are physicians, during a lunch or something, they will always consult, hey, doc, I'm having a pain here. What do you think? (laughs) So they'll get free (laughs) advice. Okay. But then... Uh in this country, everybody is worried, and Gene will attest to this because this is liability, right? Everybody will yes. everybody for anything. Yes. So <laughs> both of you, right?
3: Being attorneys.
2: <laughs> so they're very careful and they'll say, Okay, I think this is, but you better go talk to your doctor. <laughs> okay.
3: yes. So the yeah, 50 I agree. position
2: doesn't help us really. Right, right. But right. everybody goes, you know, everybody most of the people drive, otherwise today you have Uber. Mm -hmm. So we don't have anything to do with healthcare. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing is, there are, I would say, at least 10 people who are assisted living facility cases. None of them will go to assisted living. They will live in Shantiniketan. Because if you look at the typical assisted living facility candidate, they go there because somebody at home cannot cook. Somebody at home cannot clean the house. And somebody cannot drive. These happen in one's life, and especially if you're a single and you need healthcare, Mm -hmm. you have no choice in America, you have to go to an assisted living facility. Hospital will be too expensive and insurance will not cover it. But in the Shantini Ketan, food is given, housekeeping is provided, maintenance is provided. The basic things for which an American needs to go to an assisted living facility. Most of it is covered except healthcare. Mm. So healthcare, there is a component called home healthcare. It is becoming very popular now. Yeah. So it's like aging in place in Shantiniketan. Mm. They just uh, call a home healthcare agency and get them to come and help them two hours a day or eight hours a day, whatever they would
3: need. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that takes away from the model of the traditional Asians. I know in the Chinese, you often don't send a parent to assisted living. You generally take care of them, uh, or one of the children will take in the, uh, the parent. And I remember my mom and dad, it, w- it was unheard of. So they would certainly age in place, but not alone. There would be one or two or three of us <laughs> with them. And they brought in, they would bring in a home or health aid, right? So, but you you seem to prepare, you seem to have all that in place, that they can have someone come in to help clean, you have the food. Um, so that is all kind of the family.
2: Yeah, but, but I have to tell you uh, a larger perspective of what we are talking now Indians, retired Indians are 10% of the Indian population. Indian population is 3.3 million. And so retirement should be 300,000 people. In Shanti Niketan, I have only 300 homes. Wow. So obviously everybody doesn't come here. Sure. And the difference between our parents and us, okay? There is a much bigger difference, and I think it's mostly to do with economics and finance. Okay. Our parents were typically very poor, very middle class, and we had to take care of them. But our generation of baby boomers are the wealthiest in America's history.
0: Yes, yes.
2: Okay. We are financially independent. And children today are scattered all over the country. Mm -hmm. And most of the baby boomers do not want to live with their children. Yeah. Including, uh, uh, now again, when it comes to Indian culture, all these people were not sent here by their children. They chose to buy it with their money. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Whereas you, you were saying about your mom, if you were to send her to an assisted living facility, you would have to pay for it. And that is a major difference. Here people come voluntarily because they believe this is their lifestyle, yes. retirement lifestyle. Yes. And then it's not for everybody. As I right. said, out of 300,000 potential retirees, only 300 people come here. Right.
0: <laughs> you know, I should have opened one like this. And, and you know, we we talked about this, that at the time when my mom, the last six years of her life, she was on dialysis. And we have where we live. We're in Brooklyn, New York. We're very near Chinatown. And she needed a dialysis center with people who would understand her diet, which was still very traditional Chinese, um, which didn't help her condition because, you know, white rice is a staple that she had a tough time giving up. And if she had a facility where she could have all that service outside of her, you know, the dialysis center great. and it would have been great. And our entertainment would have been Mahjong 24 <laughs> seven. All right. It wouldn't have been just a few hours during the day. And just so, you know, it's not just a female game. There are plenty of men, uh, but Mahjong would have been a big draw. Like, like nowadays in the United States pickleball has become this massive interest um are you familiar with pickleball? Yep. Yeah. And so um I think uh they say that almost everyone is trying to learn the game, but I think my mother would still stay at mahjong because oh. she would
1: win. Mahjong was of interest because it was a big gambling
0: game.
2: Indians don't <laughs> right. yeah, Indians don't play anything. All they would do is gossip and watch. <laughs> <laughs> TV. That's the only thing they, really. And quite honestly Ronnie, is, is that true, Ronnie? Ronnie, you don't have any true? physical games because Indians do, don't do do that. They watch TV movies, they watch serials, and they like to sit and talk.
0: And well, maybe if you brought in a mahjong table or a pickleball court, said, you will okay, see Rani otherwise. Okay. okay. Ronnie, it was a pleasure meeting you. Nice Thank so you, so you for your you. time. Thank you so much. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I couldn't hear yeah. you know this is thank you for oh, okay. Thank you for in, including us. It's nice yes. to yes. you. Okay. Anytime if you get a chance, please come and visit us and Tanti yes. in
0: Florida. Yes, yeah.
1: Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. thank you. Take care. All right. Now, now on to a sunnier topic. The weather in central Florida, is it similar to the weather in southern India?
2: Uh, well, I am from southern India. My majority of my clients from northern India.
1: Oh, India oh.
2: overall is tropical. It's hot. And Florida is hot in the summer and very pleasant in the other three seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, very, very pleasant. Uh, now, Florida, where we live, this is the latitude of the snow line. Uh-huh. It never snows here. Right. You know? Only north of us know sometimes. Mm-hmm. People come here, another reason a lot of people come to Florida in general is because women, uh, I think because of the childbirth and uh, calcium deficiency, they develop, typically develop arthritis, Indians. And when they come to a warmer climate, that arthritis goes away. No more pain in the joints.
0: Wow. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Okay. Okay. So let me let me ask you: Where is the nearest international airport? I mean, I'm familiar with the area for for the, our listeners who are everywhere else. Give us an yes, idea. Our
2: nearest international airport would be Orlando, which is an hour away. Okay. Oh, the good. next one would be Tampa, mm-hmm. that is an hour and a half, and Miami is too far; it's four hours from here.
3: Okay,
0: mm-hmm. and people can catch a flight, a long di- I mean, a, an international flight out of the um. Orlando? Orlando Airport, right?
2: Yes, yes. Okay. In fact, uh, we go often. Uh, Emirates is our air, airline of choice.
3: Mm.
0: It
2: goes to Dubai, and from Dubai, it can go to any city in India or Ma- Malaysia.
1: Okay. okay. Because nonstop to Dubai?
2: Nonstop to Dubai. It's a 17 hour flight.
1: Wow.
0: Okay. Okay. You talked about your children that they're grown and they're kind of scattered around the US. Would you expect them to come to live? and retire in Shanti niketan in the future?
2: No. no.
0: Okay. Children, and why is that?
2: Because we were looking for a piece of India in the United States, and they are not looking for a piece of India. In fact, many of them, uh, even when we talk among our language, when they are younger, they would say, oh, I don't understand Spanish. For them, every foreign language is the <laughs> Spanish. So... They, I don't think they will come here. Uh, I don't think so. Any children will come. This will only be populated by the new immigrants who keep coming to this country. Mm. So, so far, I've had 32 deaths and then the condos get sold. Oh. It's part of our life. So mm. then it is bought by another person who's ready to retire in a baby boomer age like us looking mm-hmm. for a place like this. Okay. And I think that will go on. I don't think children, our children will come to live here.
0: Okay. Interesting. Um, Can you educate us on what is vanaprastha and its meaning?
2: Yes. Vanaprastha is part of the Hindu religion, which divides life into four stages. The first stage is childhood. And we do our schooling at that time. And then there is this adolescent, early, maybe 20s stage, where it's the time you get married and you have children and all those things. The third stage is the prime working life Mm -hmm. when you gather enough uh, assets. And the fourth stage is called vana Okay, vana means actually forest. Okay, Vanam, forest, where the animals live. Oh, forest. Prastha means entry into it. Oh, entry into the forest. Forest. So in the olden days, the old people were supposed to just go away into the forest, not bother their children, and live there and die there. Oh,
3: my goodness.
2: And Vanaprastha, because they wanted Vanaprastha to be the stage, you spend your entire life, seeking God, getting close to him. Say They didn't believe in you know, being very religious throughout their life. Each life has its own stage and in their last stage, you think more about God. That is vanaprastha You are preparing your soul for the journey into the next
3: life. That's what okay. is vanaprastha
0: Okay. Now, I guess this brings me to the question of end-of-life plans. Yes. So you mentioned there had been deaths. How does the community prepare for that?
2: Uh, Okay. Now, there are, as I told you, a lot of physicians. So they have regular classes on living, will, and all those things. Uh, In fact, even the uh, senior centers give you pre-printed forms they will distribute them, ask people to live, I mean to make sure everybody fills it and signs it, Mm -hmm. man or the medical thing, you know, the end of life choices. Mm -hmm. Uh, So everybody is made aware of these things and if they have not done it, to do it Mm -hmm. and in one step forward is, you know, every Hindu has to be cremated. A group of people have taken the initiative Normal cremation costs you six thousand dollars normal
3: here wow. in Florida. Wow.
2: Because you have those viewing and wake and then final
3: cremation. Mm-hmm.
2: They have gone and negotiated a price for Shantini Ketan funerals.
3: Oh. Okay.
2: And the price have been brought down to 3000 or $3,500. Wow. Wow, half off. <laughs> and the funeral homes have been turned turned around and said, you know what, we'll make it the deal even better. You pay us now when you're alive, it'll be $2,500. Wow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So,
2: uh, you know, people don't want to burden your children. All yes, those, yes, most yes. Of the people are going to leave millions for their children. But even their funeral expenses, they want to make sure they pay it off when they're alive. So <laughs> many people have paid their funeral expenses up front because yeah. discount is very important to an Indian.
3: Right.
0: Right. <laughs> I just got that. That
2: is.
3: So well, look, Iggy, funny.
0: I have to tell you, I mean, I think maybe in the Indian community, and I haven't done that much research, but there aren't many Americans. I mean there's the top what is it 10% or 7% um, but not everyone has the millions to leave behind but but I'll take that discount any day
2: That number for Indians I would say will be 80% millionaires
0: Wow, wow. yes that is unbelievable They say
2: the cream of the crop that comes here
0: Ah okay wow. So you really have a high end facility though Right,
2: ours is uh, we we in fact call it a
1: upscale resort.
0: Oh, oh, wow! So doesn't it intimidate the average Joe like Gene and I?
1: But it's not that expensive, though.
0: Right, I yeah. know. <laughs> not expensive. I mean, two hundred and fifty
2: thousand dollars is nothing for a nothing.
0: Yeah, nothing. yeah, it's yeah,
2: not, and yeah. Thirteen hundred dollars a month. Right. Anybody can, any common joke can afford
0: Yes. Yeah, because Social Security is covering it anyway.
2: In fact, uh, I, this may be interesting for you. One of the initiatives that I'm working on is uh, the American, uh, America is best suited to remove any senior homelessness. And I'm arguing with people that we have such an excellent schooling system in terms of infrastructure using the government money and our taxes, we build these school facilities and every child from for the 12 years is guaranteed education using that infrastructure.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think if every town would similarly have something like a Shantiniketan facility for people in retirement, if they don't have a house, to come and live there free and everybody gets SSA or Social Security. With that, like my twelve hundred dollars, you know. And if you're not going to pay property taxes and condo fees, your expenses is only about eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And today, wow. if a couple is guaranteed SSA of eight hundred fifty dollars, a single person is guaranteed five fifty mm-hmm. per month, even if they have never worked in their life. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I think. America, because of our SSA and social security system, which I think is really great, and Medicare, there is no need to have homeless seniors in this country. There's no need. The government can easily take care of it. Yeah. And that is going to be one of my initiatives I'm going to work on going forward.
1: That's a great idea. That,
0: that, by the way, you have more than our full support. I mean, I've been... um, very troubled by the homeless situation ever since i remember it back in high school when i used to see them oh, it's a
2: shame the yeah. richest country in the earth
3: mm-hmm,
2: has mm-hmm. to have homeless problems
3: yes yeah, it, even
2: yes. japan has provided homes for their seniors
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: So they have built these huge apartments in every town oh, yes wow. so a senior can go live don't pay rent nothing wow,
0: wow. that's great we and america have in america japan yeah yeah
1: all right. I, I have a I have a question. You're talking about religion. Um it's interesting that you say most of the people who live in Shanti Niketan are Hindu, but you're 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 Catholic, is that right? <laughs>
2: yes, yes, I'm a Catholic. I was born a Catholic. Mm-hmm. And now I am just a spiritual person, mostly spirituality. Okay. But I have an interesting anecdote on that. Mm-hmm. My family, my cousins and all are very fanatic Catholics. So I have one of my cousins in Washington, D.C. And when he heard that I have started developing this Shantini Ketan and the people who come here are mostly Hindus, he called me one day very agitated and he said, you sold your soul to the devil. <laughs> I said, why? He said, you are not developing this for the Catholics and you're developing this for the Hindus.
3: Wow.
2: I said I'm just developing it for human beings. For me being a Hindu or a Christian or a Jewish or whatever you are doesn't mm-hmm. matter. We are all human beings, you know. Yes. And he wouldn't talk to me after that.
1: Oh <gasps> my goodness. So that severed your relationship. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, but then you know I have to go follow my soul. I have to follow
1: my Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and can you tell us we keep keep saying the name which is a little hard for me to pronounce it shouldn't be but Shanti Nikitan, where does that word come from? Why did you decide to name uh, the community that?
2: Yeah, that is, I told you in India, there is uh, the Indian uh, uh, Nobel laureate called Rabindranath Tagore built a university in Calcutta, near Calcutta, where incidentally was Mother Teresa too mm-hmm. in Calcutta. And he built this town called Shantiniketan. And the, actually, the university was Shantiniketan. And it was a village, a village. And I had been there in 1977. And I was so impressed with the minimalistic nature of education. Classes were only under the trees. Everybody lived a simple life. And I said, my God, this is utopia for me. Yeah, now, and that name stuck to me. So when I named this place, and you know, I said, "Now this is perfect, Shanti Niketan." My wife's name happened to be Shanti Niketan, and Shanti Niketan, Peace House, ah. is the ideal name for a retirement
1: community.
0: Yes. Oh, Peace Home. That's wonderful.
1: Wow. So Shanti means peace. Yes.
0: And Niketan means home.
1: The home. I just have one one other question. Uh, maybe you said this is it is it a gated community? Yes, I build each community to
2: be an average of hundred units. Mm-hmm. I don't want to build more than that because the bottleneck is the uh, food service. You know, if you make seniors stand in the buffet line for more than 10, 15 minutes, they'll get very mad at you. <laughs> so that actually drives the size of the community, which has to be around 100 for it to be economically viable to run the place.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, wow. And, and do you have any plans to build one of these anywhere else?
2: Well, it is so strange uh, that for some reason, Indians in the United States... Uh, first of all every Indian retired Indian knows about Shantini Ketan in the United states. we are very well known and for some reason they believe they think only i can do this I tell them what is so big rocket science about it you pay the money any builder will build it and you get and you organize your thing and i can help you set up the food club and all those things but nobody does it because i told you the earlier, There is really no much money in this project. And for me, it is feasible to do it because I don't expect any money out of these things. So everywhere, everywhere, every week, I get two, three requests. Oh, in my town, in the temple, there are at least a thousand people. You will sell it like that. Okay, it's not that simple. It's easy to do. I don't think I can guide anybody to do. We are planning to retire now. And in our retirement, we are planning to travel the world and finally go and uh, retire in Malaysia. I think you must have. Might yeah. have told Gene yes, yes. yeah. about it. Kuala yes. Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur, yes. <laughs> oh, wow. He's not even going to
0: be in Florida. <laughs>
2: yes. And But our, part of one of the things is I have been watching a lot of YouTube on expat retirements. Yes. And especially in South America. A lot of expats go there and I see the kind of houses they rent and live. I think a concept like Shantiniketan, where the expats can live together, we have a kitchen that will serve both local Mm -hmm. food and American food at a very low cost. Because most of these expats going to these countries are for the low cost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's easily reproducible. It's no rocket science. Anybody can do it.
0: You know, I have to say, though, um, a plug for you is that you're also an engineer with an MBA. Okay, so these things may sound simple in your head, but to a lot of people, it's intimidating. It's intimidating on on several levels because you did all of this. And it's it's like you said, it's a simple idea, but those ideas sometimes don't manifest so simply, right? But I,
1: but I think the key is he doesn't charge a lot. And the reason he doesn't charge a lot is because he doesn't expect to make any money. Most people who want to build these would probably want to make money. And that right. they realize the problem, they'd have to charge more.
0: Right, right. In fact, Iggy says that he doesn't take money from this and it all goes back into right. the community.
2: I will be so, walking out of this development in a couple of months with only my social security income. I have no bank wow. It's no CDs, no stock, nothing.
0: Wait a minute. I, I thought I, you were one of the millionaires out there. No, Come on. I am not. That's what she my wife was telling
2: you. You probably didn't hear. And oh. I said, most of the Indians are millionaires. She said, except my husband. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of argument uh, between us about this money keeping money.
3: Yeah.
2: He said, Oh, you have to keep money. I said, for what? She said, if tomorrow, old age, we get very sick, we have to go to nursing home and, you know, we need to spend, Mm -hmm. you need money. So I told her, so you want me to make money and save money to pay the hospitals? (laughs) So really, that is her argument. You need money for medical care. Mm -hmm. My philosophy is, if Medicare cannot keep me alive, it's time for me to go. I'll go happily. Because... What is the point in draining society's resources Mm. when they make you live for what? What are you going to do in your life anymore? Mm. And that is why I think most of the expats going out of this country to South America or Southeast Asia is the healthcare. And this is a point that bothers me, but nobody on TV or anywhere talks about this, the political system. Mm. Everything this country will outsource, whether it is coding, IT, whether it is production, everything is outsourced, but they will not outsource the medical. Okay. Right. The China and India have the best doctors. In fact, most of the best doctors in the US are from China and India. Okay. I'm sure there are locals also,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but it it is the same people there. And, I can have a bypass surgery for under, under 20, much less than twenty five thousand dollars in India or Malaysia or China or anywhere. Here, I had a bypass surgery in twenty sixteen, and my bill was one hundred and fifty thousand plus.
3: Wow!
2: What for? You go stay in a hospital here overnight. You go to ER and you stay. Your bill is minimum ten to fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. Everybody is talking about insurance, how to reduce the insurance cost, where to get the money. But if you notice, nobody talks about, just like outsourcing everything else, why don't you think of outsourcing? You let the Chinese and Indians come build hospitals here, your healthcare will go to one-tenth of what it is. And so your insurance will be one-tenth of what it is. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm Interesting.
2: most of Indians, I'm telling you this is a secret, people go to India often, right? Mm-hmm. We can buy our one-year medication for an amount that is the co for one month here. Oh,
3: my wow. God.
2: Okay, that's wow. the cost. You know, I was in Malaysia a couple of years ago before COVID. I had a vertigo and I had to go to ER and then I stayed in the hospital.
3: Mm.
2: And then they discharged me the next day. And I had to pay cash, and then they had to reimburse me. You know what it cost me for that? $600. Oh, Oh my goodness. ER, Not only ER and hospital. When I left the hospital, they gave me medicines for a week.
0: Oh, wow. 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 Well, I'll tell you, my my secret that I learned from some of our guests for dental work, because we've interviewed quite a few people who have moved to Mexico, and they have excellent dental care, is... is Yeah. Well, I am, that's where I'm going because I need an implant (laughs) and, you know, the insurance doesn't cover most of it. And I checked in our area, neck of the woods, metropolitan New York city area, of course, and it's skyrocketing. I can't even afford it. Now I'm not a millionaire, but I'm not far. Um, no, no, no. I shouldn't say that. I'm not a multi millionaire. (laughs) Um, but I did retire comfortably. And I think, um, I think I'm still going to go to Mexico at this point because I've ha- I have a couple of referrals now from our guests to have that implant done and I'll yeah, get me- to shop and I'll have like, you know, a lot of time to enjoy. A <laughs> lot,
2: lot of Indians do that. They go to India.
0: Mm.
3: And in
2: this country, the medical system is so weird. Mm-hmm. The rest of the body, they will cover. They will not cover your eye and your teeth. As if it's not part of your body. <laughs> yes. right, right, that's a good point. That's so interesting. Yeah. Nobody See, nobody question The problem is none of the TVs, they do not question the healthcare. Why can't you ask if my hospital stays $500 a night with so good care somewhere, why do you have to charge me $15,000 here? Mm-hmm. They will say, oh, Cadillac coverage. Come on, no, everybody doesn't need Cadillac. Maybe 1% of the people need. But
0: so, the sad, yeah, the sad thing is some of these places don't even, they're not even nice and they don't have good care. You know, when you stay overnight, I've stayed in hospitals overnight and I'm like, I know what the bill's gonna look like, but I'm sharing a room. There's all this noise going on. They won't let me shut the door at night. So I hear all this yelling that the one night there was a woman, unfortunately, screaming at the top of the lungs, like two doors down. And so I'm paying 20000 a night for what? For for agri- irritation, really. I was so anxious that night.
1: Yeah, that's not Cadillac uh, coverage. What,
2: you know what I think? The medical system in this country is the corruption of this country. Why nobody opens their mouth is all the senators and congressmen and everybody gets paid by the medical industry. Mm -hmm. So nobody will open their mouth about it. I know. I I know. I mean, this is, uh, we talk about corruption in India and China and everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. This country, okay, we don't have to pay $10 $10 when you go to the DMV office. That <laughs> kind of corruption is not there. <laughs> but then there is no reason why a hospital should stay overnight should cost you $20,000.
0: I know. Yeah, you're right. So I know. Nobody I t- questions it. Right. I yeah. totally, I totally agree with you. Yes. And, and then people are stuck in debt forever. So, all right. I think on that note, Iggy, I want to ask you, do you have any parting words for our guests who are looking to retire in the near future or have already retired just about anything i know you are full of wisdom
2: uh i would only say try to live and create for yourself what you need and not what you want you will be amazed at what it really costs okay uh, my wife was always talking to me, no, you can't live in Social Security. You can't live in social. I said, take a pen and paper. Let's list down what we need. <laughs> you know, she could not go over $1,500 a month. Wow. Wow. You know, that is what it is needed. But you go to a financial uh, analyst or a consultant, they will tell you you will need $5 million and $10 million to retire.
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: You need not. You don't need that. You need a home. Yes.
3: Yes. Most
2: of the people have the home. And your if you try to plan your life within your social security income, as I am planning to, mm-hmm. okay, your life will be blissful and peaceful. That's the only thing. I, at least in retirement, we have seen the world. We have done everything. We have gone for a hundred dollar dinner. Mm-hmm. It, that is why people are moving overseas.
3: Yeah. You know,
2: even Europe is so cheap. Yeah, My cousin uh, just went to Valencia for a year, Spain. <laughs> he said I had to go to the hospital and they didn't charge him a penny. Yes. For yes. staying and every So rest of the, yeah. I think we have to learn from the rest of America. I mean, that's for the world.
0: Yes, that's a great but point.
2: The, most of the care of retirees is that the healthcare will bankrupt you here in this yeah. country. It yeah. will.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely.
2: And you have to live in fear every day. And the only way to get out of that is get out of the country like I'm planning to.
3: <laughs> That's very interesting. Hey, I'll is... never
2: go bankrupt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, go to a country that appreciates the human being where healthcare is a right, and and not a privileged luxury.
2: I agree. I agree. Yeah. And at least it doesn't cost anywhere in the world what it costs here. Yeah.
1: Yes. yes. No. Absolutely. Something absolutely. has to be we need done need yeah.
2: The country needs to think about that. Yes. Totally. Needs- okay.
1: But, but on that note, Iggy, this is this is quite a episode. I really love that you were, you had you had so many great well, thoughts. Then- and uh you. you you had your idea of building that community was just ingenious. I think uh and the people who live there probably love you for it. Um I, I just wanted to say, um, watch out because Gil and I love Indian food. So we may be down there looking at an apart, looking at a, a unit. <laughs> so you may not have all Indians uh just please just come. come,
2: please come. <laughs> First you visit, stay with us, eat with us, continuic <laughs> and we would be honored if other Aww. than Indians come here.
3: <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Well, we will make that happen, probably. I mean, not window. only, not only can I live on um, um, tikka, all right, <laughs> or, or vindaloo, uh, or aloo. I mean, I just think that being a vegetarian is a very healthy way to live. But if it, but it has to be tasty, you know. And so if it's not tasty, I'm not going to eat it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, you know, on that note, Shantini Ketan, so many, when I sitting there and eating my meal, Mm. the single woman, most of them will come with their folded hands with tears in their eyes. They'll tell me, thank you for doing this. What would my life have become if this place was not there?
1: Wow. And
2: every resident will tell you, we have not seen heaven But this is heaven for us right now. Every resident will say that.
3: That And I think it's very
2: easy to recreate these communities, even for Chinese and Americans, Italians, Mm -hmm. Mm Germans. It's Mm -hmm. easy to do it. In fact, in that NPR interview, they even quoted the Arizona study they did that human beings, when they are on their deathbed, Want to be surrounded by people of their own kind. They said Germans want to be surrounded by Germans. They said, you know, there is something about, I don't know if you read about my story, I always talk about salmon. The salmon is born up in the hills, in the lake, mm-hmm. comes down the rivers into the ocean, becomes very big. And then when it's about to lay the eggs, it goes upstream, that's where you see them flying over. Right. So back where they were born, they lay their eggs, <laughs> the babies are born and then they die there.
3: Yeah. The
2: human beings are similar. We want to go back to the roots.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: In fact, the first I wrote two books on this. One was called Seeking Roots.
3: Oh.
2: Okay. That okay. Anthony is based on creating India, just seeking roots.
0: Okay we're going to list all that in the show notes because i think i'm no i'm very interested in looking into that okay iggy well thank you so much for your time this was so fruitful and enjoyable i mean i can go on all day talking to you <laughs> but i don't think we can uh, get that much covered in one episode <laughs> right, but thank we will you be very in much touch for
2: having me oh. and my wife uh, you know thank you very much and uh, i think you're doing great service for retirees
0: Oh, no, thank, thank you. you so much! Yesterday thank was the
2: first I wore. Wa- I I said, "Oh my God!" Just like the YouTube expat shows, I have to watch at least. I can watch those shows where I am planning to travel to.
3: Mm-hmm. Great. Yes.
2: Service you are doing.
0: Great.
1: Oh, thank you. No, thank thank you. you. Thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah, this This is so interesting and so great. Thank you so much yeah. for being on thank the show. You.
0: Stay thank in you. touch. Okay. Bye oh, bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. In the meantime, be well.